here, welcome to She Can, the podcast, where the goal is for you to leave each episode feeling empowered to go after what you want and knowing that if she can, so can you. Let's get started. I hope you're well. I am excited to be coming to you today with the next in our series of the seven steps to life mastery as Tony Robbins called them. So last week we spoke about the physical body and honestly I feel like I could do another five episodes in the physical body but (laughs) you might be sick of me banging on about just move your body because it's absolutely incredible for your mental health. Do that but I just believe that it changes everything in your state, your mental state, your physical state, your energy, all of that. However, we're going to move on from physical body this week and we're going to talk about the next one which is emotions and meaning. So emotions and meaning basically underpin everything that we do and everything that we say in the way that we are. It's not necessarily things that have happened to us that affects the way that we live our life. It's what we make that mean. So two people can go through the exact same trauma or the exact same situation. One makes it mean that they can learn from it and turn it into something, you know, incredible in their life. And the other person could make it mean that there is is no way out and they will be a victim forever and they dwell in that place. It just depends on the meaning that you attach to that and what you believe to be true about it. And the first lesson I would say in terms of this is just realising that what you believe and the meaning that you have attached to something and the emotion that you feel because of that is not necessarily the same as what actually happened. So when you actually look at the facts of what happened, often we get ourselves, we get our knickers in a twist because of some kind of situation and we make it mean that someone doesn't like you or someone doesn't want to spend time with you or someone was inferring that you were lazy or you weren't good at your job or whatever it may be. We read between the lines that don't exist and we make it mean a certain thing and that impacts your beliefs and then your beliefs have consequences. You choose what you believe and then that has a consequence and it will either drive you towards where you want to be or it will drive you away from where you want to be and that will all underpin what you achieve in your life. I'm just finished reading manifest dive deeper I know I've done a podcast about the original manifest book but I'm going to talk you through the seven steps that Roxanne Afusi uses in the new book dive deeper because it's very simplistic and it's a great way to just wrap your head around the basis of manifesting because often we think we just put something that we want out there we decide what we want we put it out there and then it will come to us but if you have all of these contradictory beliefs in your head if you are sabotaging your own goal with beliefs that you have about yourself or about other people or about a situation then you're going to feel like you're moving forward but actually it's like you're spinning in mud it's like you're not going anywhere so I thought that this seven steps of this book were really interesting to just figure out what we have to do groundwork wise before we actually bring things into our life and before we actually 
go after our goals. So the, there are seven steps. And the first one is, the first one is be clear in your vision. So it's quite an obvious one. You can't get to where you want to be without knowing where you're headed. So you have to gain as much clarity as possible around where you want to be and then focus on that and visualize that. And there are so many incredible experiments that you can do with yourself to prove to yourself that this works. So you can tell yourself that you want to see a blue car, for example, and you will see blue cars everywhere because the reticular activating system at the base of your brain will search for only blue cars and it'll block everything else out. And that's that's the science behind how that works. But you have to know where you're going, first of all, and you have to have real clarity around that and know how you want to feel as well. And when visualizing things that you want to know and things that you want to achieve and things that you want to feel, make sure that you're also imagining the feeling of not only having them, but also the feeling of going after them, the feeling of working towards them, not just you know, the the dream home landing in your lap, but the feeling of going to visit it, the feeling of spotting it, the feeling of working hard towards it, the feeling of having the money in your bank that you can actually use to go and get it. How does that feel? What's the work involved? How does it make you act towards your goals differently when you actually can see that really clearly? So that's step one. Step two is remove fear and doubt. So We don't manifest from our conscious thoughts alone, but our subconscious beliefs about what we deserve and our self-worth. Now, this is all coming back to the emotions and meaning. It's about the way that you feel about yourself and how you treat yourself and what you feel like you deserve. If you are going after something and you're working really hard towards it, but at the same time, you don't believe that you deserve it, you're not going to make any progress. It's like you really want to do really well in a sales career and you have big goals for your sales of your business, but at the same time, you hate rejection. The the two things do not align. If you want to have a great sales career, you have to embrace rejection because it's going to happen. It's part of it. If you want to embrace manifestation, you have to look after yourself and remove the fear and doubt because those feelings of fear and doubt are a culmination of low self-worth or insecurities, limiting beliefs, conditioning and past experiences. So everything that you have been through, everything that you've done in the past, it all blocks up and provides proof for all the reasons that this will not happen for you or all of the reasons that this will for you. So it's ongoing, you know, it's not a case of remove the fear and doubt and then boom, poof, magic flick of dust and it's gone it will always be there. The fear and doubt will always be there. You'll always wonder, am I capable of this? Can I do this? Will this happen for me? But it's about making sure that the positive thoughts are stronger than the negative thoughts and making sure that you feel the fear and you do it anyway and you don't focus on the doubt. You focus more on all the reasons that it can happen more than the reasons that it won't happen. Number three is align your behavior. So again, so often with manifestation and putting things out there that we really want, I think so often we believe that we just decide what we want. And then again, here it comes, you know, the dream home lands in your lap or the car, dream car drives up the driveway or the dream life is just yours. 
but you have to align your behaviour with the goal that you want to achieve. So aligning your behaviour means showing the universe in action what you believe you deserve because the way you behave is a direct reflection of your self-worth. So I heard a recent example of a, a friend of mine who went on a dating course. So she's a single lady and she went on a dating course and they asked you to write down your top 10 things about this, you know, this guy of your dreams. So obviously everyone's writing, you know, things like he has a body of dreams, he's super fit, he's wealthy, he's very successful in his career, he's very disciplined, he is full of fun, he's full of love, all of these things, you know, the the perfect man list. And then the people who were taking the course said, okay, now of that list of your perfect man, how many are you already being? How many are you already? Because you will not attract that type of person if you are the opposite. So you're not going to attract a guy who's super fit, spends all his life in the gym and has a six pack of dreams if you're completely unfit and you don't spend any time in the gym. You're not going to attract someone who has their money blueprint all figured out and they have, they've built wealth over time when your money blueprint is needs a lot of work and you have a scarcity mindset. You're not going to attract someone who is very focused on their career and very um, successful in what they do if you don't value that highly and you don't go after that yourself. You have to become it before it will come to you. So you have to be it. Manifesting is, isn't a passive experience. It's not just like this is what I want and it's going to happen. It requires you to be proactive in attracting the things that you desire to come into your life. And stepping out your comfort zone is something that I talk about a lot, but it's an absolute necessity for your manifesting journey because that's where the magic happens because you are putting yourself out there. You want to be more of that. You want to have more of that. So you put yourself there and then you attract more of that. It's just physics. It's just universal laws like attracts like and when you create healthy habits that help you cultivate self-love and embody the person that you want to become you're aligning your behavior with everything that you want to achieve and for me that's one of the reasons that I put healthy habits and actually being healthy so high on my agenda in terms of exercise and nutrition and all that kind of stuff because it's not just about the actual workout it's not just about the actual food it's it's obviously it's about physically how it's going to make you feel and the energy that it gives you but it's also about doing what you said you were going to do and embodying that person and that creates trust in yourself it makes you think I trust me I am the kind of person who does what they say they're going to do and I am proud of myself for doing that and that creates self-love self-love is and essential when it comes to bringing things in that you, you want to have in your life because if you don't love yourself and you don't believe that you deserve it then you're gonna subconsciously push it away every chance that you get. Okay step four is overcome tests from the universe and boy will there be tests. There are always always tests. I am currently on this um, 75 hard journey. You're probably fed up of me banging on about it by now. I'm on day 21 and I did the I did a big fitness challenge at the weekend called High Rocks. So my body was sore yesterday and no, actually that's a lie. 
so that was on Saturday night. Sunday was totally fine. My adrenaline was pumping. I felt like I had so much energy. And then the next day, which is today, I woke up and I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I had a body of lead and just no energy at all. But I got through all of the tasks. I drank all of the water. I ate all the good food. I did the two workouts because that's what I said I was going to do. But there, it was such a test for me today because everything in my body said, you deserve a day off. You you have worked so hard. You just had that big fitness challenge. You have to rest your body. You shouldn't bother doing this. You just bought pancakes for the kids for Valentine's Day tomorrow. You should just have a wee pancake and just put your feet up tonight. So that would be me busting out of my 75 hard and starting again day one tomorrow. Do you think I did it? No, I didn't do it because that would just be crazy. That would turn it into a my maths here, that would turn it into a 96 day challenge because I'd be starting on day one again tomorrow. I'm just not going to do it because I've told myself that I'm going to do this. I want to be able to trust myself. Therefore, I am taking the obstacles that are thrown my way and overcoming them anyway. Because when things don't go your way, you're given the opportunity to show up for yourself while building inner strength and resilience and courage. And that's what all of this is designed to do. And no matter what it is that you're going after in life, you're going to get tests, you're going to get things that are thrown at you and you're like, is this some kind of sick joke? I put it out there that I wanted to achieve this goal and then wham, 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 another one, another one, another one. (laughs) And it's like the universe is just hurling rocks and boulders at you every chance it gets. That might happen, but it's okay. There's a quote at the start of that chapter that says, um, it's by Nelson Mandela, and it says, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one that you're capable of living. How true is that? The only life that you are capable of living is the life that you should be living. It's the life that you should be going out there and getting after. Don't live a life that's smaller than the one that you're capable of just because you're worried about the obstacles. You're strong enough to overcome them. You just take them all in your stride and you do it step by step and you go after it. Okay, number five. Step five is embrace gratitude without caveats. (laughs) Gratitude is the magic ingredient for manifestation and achieving what you want to achieve. It's a feeling of appreciation and not just in general, like, thanks so much to the waiter who served me in the restaurant or, you know, just general thank yous. Actually looking around your life and feeling that feeling of, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that I get to walk through the park with my kids. I am so grateful that I get to put them to bed at night. I am so grateful that I get to exercise my body every day. So many people don't have that, but I get to move my body. I get to eat healthy food. I get to have fresh air. I get to have the freedom of starting a business and changing career when I want to and spending time with people that I love. These are things that not everyone has. You get to do so much and so often I think we take these things for granted, but where your attention goes, your energy flows, the more you focus on the good, the more good comes to you. It's that rule again, like attracts like, it's physics. When you're focusing on what you don't have, when you're focusing on what you're not grateful for, when you're moaning, then you're just again pushing everything else away from you in that subconscious level. It's those emotions that play tricks on you and that's why it's so good to figure out 
ways to change your state and ways to change your energy, like moving your physical body, (laughs) to actually be in that state of gratitude and calm and just knowing that what is for you will will come to you when you go after it and align your behaviour. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles, as Roxana Fussy says in this chapter, and it's so true. When If I think of the people in my life who are the most grateful, they have so much. And I don't mean necessarily so much in terms of money. I mean they have lovely relationships, they have a happy heart, they are lovely to be around, they have a lovely positive energy because they know how much they have and they know they see how wonderful life is and they can walk through a park and see how amazing the trees are and look at how green the grass is and actually just be in that moment and appreciate what is happening right now and the air through your lungs and the water that you get to drink. These things and that feeling just take a moment every day to just feel those things because it's magic for attracting more of what you want to you. Okay, the next step, step six, is turn envy into inspiration. This is something that I think we see so much of is people just being mean because they're jealous. And envy is something that we all experience. We all experience it, but it's something that you have to process because it's the exact same thing as inspiration. It's just that envy is a low vibe emotion that stems from a scarcity mindset, i.e. they're so amazing, that means I'm not. That's that's not the way of it. They can be incredible and so can you. Inspiration is the opposite, which is the high vibe emotion that stems from an abundance mindset. It's looking at someone and thinking, they've done that, then so can I they look like that, then so can I. You know, there's enough to go around for everyone. And it's not necessarily about comparison. It's about looking at someone and being inspired to be more of yourself because there's no one better at being you than you. And so often, you know, we we compare ourselves to other people on social media and all that kind of stuff, which is just crazy because it's a tiny little snapshot of the person's life and you don't see any of the the negative or the blood and guts and gore that go into all of the the pictures that you see on that carefully edited feed. But when you look at someone else and you think, wow, they are incredible and it makes you want to improve your habits, your behaviours, whatever it may be, it inspires you to do more and be more and have more and give more, then that's a really high vibe place to be. But when you look at someone and you see what they have and you think, wow, I just could never have that. It, it could be an example of confidence. For example, I think that they are so confident. Oh, they're, they're a bit arrogant, aren't they? Look at that. You know, she's walking around as if she owns the place. Those kind of comments, it just comes from a lack of confidence from the person saying them. It's just clearly demonstrating that the person who's saying them doesn't have very high self-worth, very high self-esteem because you should be able to really compliment someone and mean it and that doesn't have to take away from you. It can be used to fuel you, it can be used to actually build you further and Roxy actually in the book speaks about uh, an example. So her friend has a crystal jewellery business and before she'd written her books she saw that her friend had noticed a picture of Bella Hadid, the supermodel, wearing her 
crystal bracelet and she posted it on her Instagram. So Roxy saw it and she thought, that's amazing, I love Bella Hadid, I can't believe that Bella Hadid is wearing my friend's crystal bracelet, that's absolutely incredible. So she shared it and she liked it and she wrote a nice post that said, unbelievable, my friend's incredible jewellery business is now famous, Bella Hadid is wearing her necklace, whatever it is, um, or bracelet, <laughs> buy it here. So she wrote a really nice supportive comment and she shared it and then she went on to write a book and her goal was for it to be one of the, um, the new, a New York Times bestseller and Bella Hadid was photographed walking out of a hotel carrying the Orange Manifest book that Roxy had written and she was talking about the fact that that story is just like realising, being so inspired by her friend and sharing that and putting that out there to the universe, it almost attracts the same thing to happen to her. It attracts more goodness, it attracts more abundance. And she believes that that's why Bella Hadid found her book and picked it up. And because of those pictures, it ended up on, not because of those pictures, but that was one incredible picture that helped the book get to number one on the New York Times bestselling list, which is what she'd envisioned for so long. Because there's enough sun for everyone, there's enough to go around just because someone's doing well, it doesn't take anything away from you. You have to be able to clap loudly for other people and just notice if you're not and just think, why Why is that having that reaction in me? And it's not necessarily, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just maybe means that there's something in there that you could do with working on. Maybe there is a fear or a wound that is leading you to have those negative emotions towards someone else. But deal with it when you become aware of it deal with it because it's pushing everything that you're working towards further and further away from you I um when I did this this fitness thing at the weekend I did the wall walls at the very end and I was so aware that just behind me my incredible friends were watching three of the fittest people I know were watching me and cheering me on and I was doing the wall balls and these thoughts were going through my head like oh they're all standing behind me watching me do these I wonder if my technique's really bad and I wonder what they're thinking about my technique and the speed of these wobbles it's very slow all these kind of things were going through my head and then they um one of the girls sent me a video um of me doing the wobbles and firstly it wasn't as bad as I thought it was <laughs> but secondly I heard you could just hear them talking about my wobbles and they were complimenting the technique one of them was saying, look how deep her squats are, she's doing so well. And obviously, I mean, they were, they're not going to send me anything that says she looks like she's absolutely dying at this point. But it was, you know, just overhearing someone compliment you and just have that feeling of abundance towards anything. It just made me so grateful for having friends like that in my life, having friends who are always cheering me on, having friends who are always encouraging me to do more and have more and be more and give more because it doesn't take anything away from them and it's really really key and I think it's something that we don't talk about enough is turning that envy into inspiration because we've all felt the feelings of envy but it's about knowing how to turn that into inspiration is really really key and lastly trust in the universe surrender trust in the universe means that knowing what you want and then having unwavering faith that it will 
come into your life regardless. It's just a knowing feeling. It's just about surrendering rather than gripping it too tightly and pulling too tightly. If you imagine you, you know, when you're really in a rush and you're really frustrated and you, you jump in the car and you try and put your seatbelt on and it clicks and it stops because it, it thinks that there's a danger, it won't, the seatbelt won't go on you until you calm down, take a breath and then slowly pull it out that's what this process is like. Sometimes we're gripping it too hard and things aren't moving because you're stressing yourself out about it and there's so much desperation there. But when you align your behaviour and you eliminate fear and doubt and you turn envy into inspiration and you just have a calm surrender about the whole thing, it just brings it to you so much quicker. It's that trust that things will happen for you and everything's working out for you rather than against you. And regardless of what it looks like right now, this is meant to be for you and you're on you're on the right path. It's just that surrender process. So I really hope that has helped you. It started with Tony Robbins. It ended with Roxy Nafusi, but I would highly recommend Roxy's books, Manifest and Manifest Dive Deeper. They're really easy to read. Dive Deeper is very like a journal. It's got a lot of space for note taking but it's it's inspirational and it's also simple maybe you don't need to read it now after you listen to this podcast but that's the that's the book I was talking about and I will speak to you next week bye thank you so much for listening if you found value from that episode today then I would love for you to share it on your social media you'll find me at instagram at UK, and the podcast is at shecanpod and if you found value then please hop on to apple podcasts and write a five-star review i would love you forever and that really helps the visibility of the podcast and helps us get good guests and all the rest of it on the podcast so thanks so much for your time thank you for spending your half hour with me and i hope to see you really soon